0: Hi everybody, uh, it's Pat from the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast, the current Deep Six Predictions Champion. Obviously, this is a bit of a different intro, you're more, if, you're, if you've are if you listened to us before, you're used to hearing like a, a song or something before we hop in, uh, but due in part to the fact that I've lost our, uh, our Deep Six Predictions Challenge for Revolution, uh, for the next little bit you'll be hearing my voice opening these shows with cover songs chosen by the rest of the group, and so that's what this is. Just wanted to hop in and let everybody know what you're about to expect, or not what to expect, but what you're going to hear in your ears. So without further ado, here's whatever song I'm singing this week. servant I knew. Seems what's left of my human side is slowly changing in me. Looking at my own reflection when suddenly it changes, violently it changes. Oh no, there is no turning back now. You've woken up the demon in me. Oh fuck. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Open up your hate and let it flow into me. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Your mother, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Your fucker, get up. Come on, get down with the sickness. Madness is the gift that has been given to me. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, everybody, for this. Okay, I can see inside you the sickness is rising. Don't try to deny what you feel. It seems all that all that was good has died and is decaying in me. It seems you're having some trouble in dealing with these changes, living with these changes. Oh no, the world is a scary place now that you've woken up the demon in me. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Open up your hate and let it flow into me. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. You mother, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. You fucker, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Madness is the gift that has been given to me. Oh my God, it. Oh, we're not. Dying. And when I dream, and when I dream. And when I dream. And when I dream. No, Mommy, don't do it again. Don't do it again. I'll be a good boy. I'll be a good boy. I promise. No, Mommy, don't hit me. Ow! Why did you have to hit me like that, Mommy? Don't do it. You're hurting me. Ow! Why did you have to be such a bitch? Why don't you why don't you fuck off and die why can't you just fuck off and die why can't you just leave here and die never stick your hand in my face again bitch fuck you i i don't need this shit you stupid sadistic abusive fucking whore how would you like to see how it feels mommy here it comes get ready to die i apologize if you're a disturbed (laughs) fan this is this is something Alright, come on. Oh, uh, wah! Get up, come on, get down with the sickness! Get up, come on, get down with the sickness! Get up, come on, get down with the sickness! Open up your hate and let it flow into me! Get up, come on, get down with the sickness! You mother, get up! Come on, get down with the sickness! You fucker, get up! Come on, get down with the sickness! Madness has now your mama made! Oh my god! That was actually tough. I have not listened to down with the sickness in God knows how long. So, uh, and doing a karaoke version, not the easiest thing anyway. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it now on with the, uh, the podcast. And thank you again, Pat, for another beautiful,
1: thrilling rendition of another brilliant song. This down with the sickness by (laughs) disturbed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to listen to that song ever again after that.
2: It wasn't usually uh, in my uh, shuffle. Yeah, uh, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, if you're loving these
1: covers and you want to hear more of them, uh, Pat is uploading them slowly but surely up to our YouTube page. Uh, at Deep Six Wrestling, so you can look at them. You can look at some of our other punishments, some of our random videos. I know Rob did unboxing videos late last year or beginning of last year before the COVID times. Uh, there's a bunch of random stuff on there. Um, but yeah, um, welcome. It is Thursday, my friends, uh, and that means it is time for Impact Wrestling. And you might be like, "But Ryan, that clearly." is weird because it's normally Tuesdays, but Impact is back to their, their true home of Thursday night as Matt Stryker constantly talked about tonight. Um, (laughs) because because, yeah, you know, they were going to get absolutely smoked by NXT. So move them to Thursdays. They've got no competition. And according to Matt Stryker, uh, this is the true beginning of the weekend.
2: Yeah. I mean, outside of tonight. Yeah. No competition. Yeah.
1: Um, to be fair, this wasn't uh NXT TakeOver Sand and Deliver tonight wasn't on USA network. It was only on Peacock or, or the network if you're not in America. Um, so you're not gonna be like, Oh, the the ratings were gone. Uh I'm sure that the ratings are trash this week. Um, this might be the week that they got thirty eight thousand people. The the it might be a presum, presumptive strike. It,
2: last it might week. be bad. Yeah, the the Twitch ratings on the main event tonight. I mean, not ratings, but the viewership was twenty seven hundred ish. Oof, event, which is you know wow. I mean, granted, I guess it could be a combination of they they switched. This is the first week. Yeah, and NXT. But man, that is low for Kenny Omega.
1: Yeah, especially because
2: they've been hyping this matchup for over
1: two weeks. Absolutely. Um, like this was announced before the um or before last week's show even aired. They announced that this was going to be the main event, which they never do. They never reveal a week ahead of time's main event uh, yeah. before that week's show is aired. Um so they're really banking on that. Um yeah. Uh so this is the go home show to hardcore justice. Uh hardcore justice is there this month or I was going to say this month's uh Impact Plus show but it, really they've got two Impact Plus shows or, or big shows this month because we've got that and we've got Rebellion at the end of the month uh which is an actual pay-per-view. Um so the Impact Plus show if you just have Impact Plus it's uh 9.99 or you can go onto the Fight uh app or the Fight Network whatever you want to do uh download it, it is $10 uh, 9.99 really uh, or you, I believe, like if you just create an account on Fight, you get ten free dollars
2: anyway. So there you go. Yeah, that's interesting. Get a, fr- get, I mean, get a free show. <laughs> I mentioned it earlier to you, Ryan, but like it's a sign of the times. So just the pricing of you know wrestling pay per views nowadays is very very different. Yeah,
1: uh, to some extent, I would say so. Uh,
2: AEW's pay per views are still forty dollars, forty
1: or forty five dollars. Right. Um impact for their pay-per-views that aren't the impact plus shows are $40 still. Okay. But then yeah, you've got Peacock which is $4.99 if you are okay with watching advertisements every so often. 9.99 I believe if you want the ad-free version. But for the $4.99 version, if you are like starting your first month, it's $2.50 for a limited time. So, I mean, you can get WrestleMania for two, two nights of WrestleMania for $2 and 50 cents. Right. Plus uh, like
2: the entire Seinfeld series. Like, yeah. And, and the office
1: and all that yeah. jazz.
2: It's just, <laughs> wow. It's, it's amazing what we've come to versus, uh, you know, WrestleMania used to be like $50 and $60 for pay-per-views. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really strange. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: so yeah, as Angela mentioned, uh, tonight was the first night of the N- or uh, of Impact going again uh, going to Thursdays for the first time in a few months or not a few months a few years year. yeah. <laughs> um, and going against the second night of uh, NXT Stand and Deliver AKA the midway point of of WWE's like nine day run of
2: nonstop programming. Um yeah, I saw someone on Twitter say that they couldn't watch tonight because they're going to be watching uh, the Game Changer Worlds Bloodsport. Yes. So, yeah, uh
1: so th- that- this is also the big week it, it is WrestleMania week. Uh so uh tonight uh for Game Changer World Wrestling, uh they did have um Bloodsport going on uh with such illustrious matches as Chavo Guerrero Jr. versus Rocky Romero. Um <laughs> we have the main event being Josh Barnett versus John Moxley. Um, so that's a match that I think a lot of people, if you're into the whole blood sport thing, um, you're probably interested in because it's Moxley, uh, on an indie show, uh, being able to kind of go back to his roots of just nonstop, uh, violence. Um, what else do we have on this card cuz it's a, it's actually a pretty interesting card i thought okay um let's see if you know anybody actually has there we go um do 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 yeah that that well that's that's not an accurate the card. Big apparently but yeah you
2: don't <laughs> yeah. have to go into detail of it but i just yeah. like, I- a lot of events going on it's, it's wrestlemania week so it yeah. just really makes sense and i mean wwe made it as hard as they could to avoid a you know a wwe programming night because literally every single night this week is something wwe content related yeah so, <laughs> thursday was the night to settle on i guess
1: yeah uh,
2: just not going to run down matches,
1: but I will throw out other people's names that you probably, people might know. Leah Rush is involved. Uh, we've got Allison Kay, formerly known as Sienna from Impact. Uh, we have uh, Simon Grimm, formerly known as Simon Gotch, Butterscotch Simon Gotch, <laughs> of the Vaude villains. I thought
2: uh, you were going to say Simon Dean, so that's Oh, uh, I it. wish. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Chris Dickinson, and uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. So, definitely a bunch of big. Th- this is probably one of the bigger named blood sport events, I feel like. Oh, sounds uh, like in a few in a while. Uh, it's I, I honestly, I, I don't think the main event is as big of a match as uh, the previous one with uh, Moxley. It was Moxley versus Davy Boy Smith Jr., um, which I think that's a more a bigger name match because Josh Barnett honestly, like, yeah, he's a former UFC guy, but like he's not the greatest wrestler. He's not Davy Boy he doesn't have the name value of Davy Boy Smith.
2: I'm not personally familiar with him. So yeah. yeah.
1: I think he was an impact for a bit. Okay. I think. I don't know. Um but yeah, he took over the blood sport after Riddle got signed because it was Matt Riddle's blood sport. Uh huh? for the first one or two. Uh yeah. Uh so yeah, Impact Time. Uh obviously this was not a uh, WrestleMania themed event, but uh yeah we got some interesting stuff that happened. Um so, uh as I said, this is the go home show before Hardcore Justice Saturday 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh the matinee show is start time as they said <laughs> kicking off the big weekend um yeah that's a big dodge yeah <laughs> or as, as John, yeah, i know matt striker said last week when they announced it uh that uh they were they were gonna get, they were going on first and everybody who's going on after them all the shows after them we're gonna have to try to revamp what what happened and think about what impact just put on uh nope nobody's doing that uh striker buddy um <laughs> So before the impact, we do normally talk about these matches. Uh, This was a match that existed. It was Jazz versus Susan. Uh, The notable thing is there's actually seems like there's storyline going out of this. Uh, Match didn't last super long, but it did finish with Jazz just dropping Susan on the ring stairs, which not really. She kind of missed them pretty badly. Uh, But sold like she died. Um, And Gil uh,
2: wrestler of the week tonight.
1: Absolutely,
2: they had a couple appearances tonight. But yeah. um, yeah, I think we both of us, I think, determined uh, Susan is dead. She was rolled into the ring by Jordan Grace and Jazz, unconscious after that. Stage. Yeah, Jazz was asking for,
1: the, was saying that she uh, she needed some help. Uh, that's, uh, she needed some assistance and the assistance was Jordan Grace is going to help you roll this person into the ring and they're not going to get medical assistance, right? <laughs> um, um, but yeah,
2: and, uh, you know, jazz pins and then Deanna comes in. like, like, wake up, Susan, Susan, wake up. Like, you know, seeming pretty concerned and that's kind of where it ends. Yeah. You know. uh we would
1: get later on in the, in the night, we'd actually get a follow up to this, which I mean, normally they never follow up anything that happened on before the impact right. unless it was james storms road to a thousand matches um yeah uh, a- after this uh we go right into teneal's entrance and then we go right into the main show uh and this was starting off for the six women's tag match and it was Taniel dashwood Nevaeh, and alicia edwards Alicia uh, is apparently on the heel team for no apparent reason yeah I, alicia she's
2: going, was she's very going confused. wherever the pin needs to be taken yeah
1: Alicia was very confused at the fact that yeah. she was on this team
2: yeah, so at least they sold that correctly yeah <laughs> like i I' like the whenve I guess was being pretty vicious in the corner, Alicia was not too amused with it, yeah so
1: uh and on the face side, we had Jordan grace, havoc, and Rosemary. Who I've said for weeks since the Decay reformed, why the hell are the Decay baby faces? They get the baby face reaction with the cheat, the fake cheers when they come out. A
2: fake cafeteria noise. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I it you should have just put like Rosemary acts and feels like a heel, but for some yeah. reason
2: logically you just swap Alicia and Rosemary here. Yeah. I think it just made more sense, especially with like I mean, I, it's fine with the way the match ended, but just you have Alicia, um, Tenille, and Nevaeh. Like, only one of them can really wrestle or wanted to wrestle. Like, sure, Tenille can wrestle, but she's clearly not interested in anything yeah. in the match. She was kind of ducking most of the time, so really it was just like Nevaeh. Yeah. Once she got taken out and the match was over.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, people who uh, could not care about being there, Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown for this match. Dear yeah, God, these guys the refuse office. to talk about this match at all. Um, yeah. We're talking about Kenny Omega uh, and the week he's had uh, and how big of a night this is going to be. Uh, and then talking about Rich Swan, um, and then talking about Rebellion uh, and mentioning that before Rebellion, uh, Celebration is coming on at 11 a.m. Uh, and there's a, a big, uh, big press press conference with possible big news coming. Uh, I have no idea what the hell that means. It's yeah, probably not would... going to be anything. It's... Hulk Hogan's
2: back, brother. Oh,
1: boy. Eric Bischoff is bringing back everybody. Yeah, bringing back the six sides. <laughs> yes, yeah, <it's>, book it. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, like, uh, Tanil is laid out on a table. And D'Lo Brown <laughs> yells, why is there a table? What's going on here? How'd they yeah. get outside the ring? Why, why is she on a table? <laughs> and clearly, D'Lo
2: Brown and Matt Stryker were not watching this match at all. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, this is a very, like, there was a lot of spots. Yeah. At the end, like, I, what, the one that sticks out to me, actually, is Caleb with a K. He can take in the uh, suicide dive from Jordan Grace. Yes. It wasn't, wasn't as graceful as one might hope, but, uh, like,
1: he sold, like like he, yeah, he sold it like death. He was screaming
2: at it. I love it. <laughs> Caleb is great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, we also got get, uh pushing her and or putting her in havoc through a ta- the table in probably the slowest bump in the history of table spots <laughs> yeah. where it literally looked like they both decided just to try to sit down. Uh, And realized there was not a chair underneath them, so they just fell and there just happened to be a table underneath them. Um, We also got Matt Stryker claiming that uh, this match uh, well, specifically the segment that he was talking about was literally Alicia Edwards and Rosemary just like kind of pushing each other around. And Matt Stryker is talking about how Eddie Edwards is very influenced by Japanese style and this right here is showing that the Japanese-style uh, runs deep in the Impact locker room. Um, nothing about this match was like, yep, this is a Japanese-style match. Nothing about it. Nothing at all. Right. Um And yeah, Rosemary picks up the pin on Alicia Edwards with the Red Wedding. Um, yep, it existed. Uh, and then the uh, the weirder part here is... That they they were like, oh, this has implications for the six woman uh, weapons ga- uh, scramble match. Then they showed the graphic for it. Neve is not in this match. It's Susan. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> which might- maybe she's
1: not. They just spoiled Unless- the
2: fact that Neve is going to be in it. Unless if it's going to be Sue Young. Yeah, I- if they- if he returns that quickly. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Who knows?
2: Who knows? Um. After, but the tag team titles are dead because of this. I think it's all about the women's trios now. Yeah,
1: basically. Jeez, get, get us a trios tournament and then have all the trios break up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, after this, we got a really good Matt Cardona promo uh, talking about, uh, mm-hmm. basically, uh, the uh, Brian Myers keeps on talking about how he feels like Cardona is following him and just trying to live in his shadow. But... That's not true. Cardona came to impact because he wanted to have another chance. He wanted to make sure that uh, he got a time to shine, but also uh, the ability to try to work with people that he hadn't worked with in the past. that could be uh, and put them on a greater spotlight. Uh, and he asked Scott for a match this week. And Scott said, I have the per- I have the perfect uh, person for you. But he didn't give me someone. He gave me something. And I hope that we can have a, a good match together uh, and I can try to see uh, how, about this rising star. So he puts over Jake something, which I thought was good. Um,
2: and, yeah. Um, I- yeah, this this promo, like you said, was pretty great. And it gave some context to a match that I originally didn't have any idea what the purpose of it was and it like it really built up like okay like Matt Cardona wanted to face someone you know really like he wanted to face whoever they got yeah and Jake something was you know the man to step up so I thought that was a good idea to have that promo
1: yeah um I I said it in our little group chat that um before Cardona kind of left WWE or got fired from WWE I should say um like, I, I really could not care about him as a wrestler. I didn't really like his promo style because he was basically just, hey, I'm North Jersey slash... Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. North Jersey slash Staten Island, Long Island trash. Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. Um, and like the, the, he didn't have much character. He didn't like stand out in matches, and he didn't really cut great promos. Um, but since he's like gone in the indies, like his few matches in AEW were pretty good. Um, him since he's gotten impact hasn't had like a standout match yet, uh, but they've been good. Um, and I, I definitely feel like his promo style, since it's not just like "Hey, I'm, I'm the Long Island Ice Z, baby." Uh, he's just himself, and I like that.
2: I, that definitely happens a lot when, um, like, a, a WWE wrestler, they're very talented, but they get stuck in a one-dimensional role. I mean, like, a la Luke Harper. Mm-hmm. They're they're waiting for that moment where they can finally, like, break out of that character and do something different. So this is this is Matt Cardona's time to shine, and I think he's really enjoying and really trying to excel, even better than Brian Myers is doing so right now.
1: Yeah, because I was going to say, Myers was absolutely has been absolutely brilliant on the mic, and in the ring, he's been pretty good as well.
2: Um, right since coming over to impact it admires i just think cardona's doing a really good job right now yeah uh
1: and going back to the one-dimensional thing i think that's a perfect way to talk about uh like Brody lee john huber luke harper like the fact that wwe never gave that man a mic and then he goes to aw and just phenomenal like every, anytime he was on the mic was just phenomenal just total waste
2: It. it happens too often i think a lot of the wwe guys get caught in a in a one-dimensional they fit a certain Mm -hmm. mold and it's hard to then transition them to something different yeah so with the audience they have so it's it happens a lot yeah so it's good to see matt cardona finally and like you know so late in his career but taking these steps to really build a full round character
1: yeah absolutely and i'm all for it i'm all for him trying to help the other guys get like a bigger spotlight um, and wrestle people that you want to wrestle. I like it. Yeah. Um, After this, we do get the confirmation uh, that uh, the coming soon promo from or vignette from last week is referencing the return of Taylor wild, uh, which uh, they show her uh, with, some red lipstick on a mirror that says, let's get wild. They fill in the blanks. Um, they don't have a date. They just say April. Um, and yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I explained she's a second tier TNA knockout legend. I would say like first tier is Gail Kim. Awesome. Kong, maybe the beautiful people. Then like the second tier is like the Taylor wilds. Like she was really a mainstay. Yeah for a while and really did some cool things in the division like you know upsetting awesome Kong back in the day during her challenge so definitely exciting to see her back yeah um i
1: as i mentioned to you i don't know enough about her i know a lot of people seem very happy that she's coming back um she is 35 years old um she retired from professional wrestling as a whole in 2011 she has not wrestled since
2: wow that's interesting but 35 years old i mean i'm sure she could hang still so yeah
1: um definitely interesting uh you know if somebody hasn't wrestled um
2: that long and wants to come back like what's what's the drive for them do they really want to come back it's like it's definitely not the money yeah for impact that's something that that they're interested in doing again so I, i i'll take it for what it's worth because i seems like she wants to come back into professional wrestling for the right reasons.
1: Yeah. Uh, I know that she's had a podcast for a bit. Um, uh, and uh, it's mostly been like bringing on different wrestling personalities and talk about their time in wrestling. A lot of people, a lot of impact people. Uh, so she's clearly had a good uh, relationship with impact for a bit. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely interesting to see. um how like one if she can still go because t- 10 years basically at this point uh is a long time out of the ring um yeah true. and the fact that she hasn't been like on a major platform has been it probably probably doesn't hurt uh, help either um her last match was in pwr at the john o'connell high school In San Francisco, California, uh, in a Hmm. retirement match against Alicia Flash. So, that person never became anything. I've never heard of that person. Also, it's just Alicia Edwards. No, I I hope not. (laughs) Um, Apparently, it is Cheerleader Melissa. So, that is somebody who did something. (laughs) It's just a different name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested. I don't know if you throw her right into the title picture, as because I mean they did that with ODB and Jazz. Basically, been right in the main event scene for the knockouts. So, yeah, you
2: wouldn't do that with Wild if you have these promo packages. You would do it like you did with OB- ODB and just kind of have a surprise return. Yeah. So I think by building her up, you, you, she's coming back to be a full time wrestler. Yeah, would be my guess. Yeah.
1: Um, after this, um, we get backstage, Susan is just waking up from Deanna, basically yelling at her and shaking her. Uh, and she's in some sort of doctor's office. And by doctor's office, I mean, she's in the closet that they do these promo, these backstage segments in, uh, and they just put a random piece of paper on the wall that says doctor, um, the doctor randomly walks in and says, I'll be with you in a bit uh and says something else i totally forget what he said and then all the like it just zooms in on sue's face and just everything goes red and just starts cutting and weird and yep uh so yeah it definitely feels yeah. like we're going back to sue young uh and yeah in the less than a year that we've been back watching impact regularly sue young has gone from being suzy the person who acts like a baby or a child i should say uh doesn't want to wrestle or doesn't know how to wrestle to Sue Young, the Undead Bride, to Susan, the basic I uh, personification of a Karen, and now is going back to Sue, Sue Young. What a wild transition she's had. Yeah, seriously. Um, Good for her. After this, we had the other person who's transitioned uh, pretty interestingly. We have Matt Cardona versus Jake something. Um, yeah. Who, as you pointed out in the group chat, the transition of deaner or cody uh deaner and jake uh from cousin jake to who literally was just there uh as cody's partner in crime
2: well yeah like like a middling tag team To now they're both individually like important parts of every episode of impact Yeah,
1: and on their total totally different uh career paths like one is yeah like the fall guy for a very dangerous heel tag uh faction and the other guy is trying to be his own man Uh which is yeah. great Uh and he keeps on getting really big rubs from like the older veterans like dreamer uh james storm saban uh and now cardona and yeah i clear. i feel like they clearly see something in jake no pun intended i
2: definitely see it i i definitely see it as well i mean this match is a little slower but in in general from what else we've seen just the look, the in-ring personality, the in-ring uh, wrestling, the personality—I think there's value there.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, as you said, this was a little bit slower of a match. Um, it wasn't to give anybody the rub. It was just to keep on the Cardona Brian Myers feud express, uh, and. Uh, that comes in the form of Brian Myers running down while both guys are outside of the ring and just put, he just pushes them both into the apron. They throw the match out and then Brian Myers throws, uh, M- Mr. Jake, something into the ring steps, our second ring step, spot of the night, um, who, and then he starts selling his eye and D'Lo Brown is up in arms saying, Oh my God, he's, his eye is out. It's over. He's gone. Yeah, he'll step in. Uh Yeah. It, it, wrestling this in the last year and a half and people's eyes just don't mix. Yeah. Uh, this all started with goddamn uh, Moxley getting his eye poked out by uh, Jericho in the inner circle uh, then we had the eye versus eye match. <laughs> Rollins versus Mysterio. Oh, um, true. And then Alistair Black got involved, and he lost his eye. Uh, and then Brian Myers got his eye poked out uh, and then bit out. And now yeah. Jake something. Can we stop with the getting, eyes? Getting excessive. <laughs> yeah, we need to stop these the eye nonsense. Um, the other notable thing here is D'Lo Brown. Like sounded like he was having Vietnam flashbacks, uh, when uh Matt Cardona hit the broski boot, or as he called it, the boot wash. Uh, he screamed I out,
2: "I hate that damn
1: boot wash!" And I have no idea why. Like there's 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 no issue with there, it.
2: There could be a reason, like someone used it against him. <laughs> some big match or something i just wouldn't know if the history yeah i'm
1: not a d-low
2: <laughs> i don't have the lowdown on d-low brown yeah
1: same here um but yeah Matt, uh, brian myers says i've been doing some thinking uh since last week uh and you know what i accept your challenge for rebellion uh but you have to make it there first and once you do you're gonna get faced with another roster cut uh which the fact that Matt, er, that Brian Myers calls his finishing move the roster cut is phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I that's love brilliant.
1: It. <laughs> um, after this, we get a weird triple XL and Trey segment. <laughs> this might be the worst segment of the year so far for me. It's up there. Triple uh, okay. XL walk down the hall, and Trey is just for some reason just walking. He's just pacing back and forth in the hallway and triple XL are just like, Oh, it look, look who it is. It's our competition later tonight. Uh, And Trey says, Oh, don't, you know, don't you watch the product man impact pays you all this money and you still can't watch their weekly show. I said last week, I'm not a fan of Sammy and I'm not going to work together with them and then triple xl uh, or larry d uh says oh yeah it's because you don't have passion and yeah. trey miguel's response to that is what do you do do you guys do anything other than <laughs> lick walls and taste windows yeah what what is this yeah. <laughs> who told them this was okay
2: yeah, I'm surprised they didn't redo that. That was definitely him just going on the shoot. Yeah, button. the delivery
1: was awful. <laughs> None of this makes sense. Why is this a thing? Uh, AC Romero go. It, how did AC Romero go from being in the in fucking in an AEW pay per view to this? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, after this, we've got the triple XL versus Sammy and mystery partner match. Uh, and Triple uh, XL comes out. I do have to say, I just started noticing that when Triple XL comes out, they shake <laughs> the people hold it. Their cameramen shake the camera to make it feel oh. like the camera <laughs> like they're moving
2: the that, arena. That's incredible. I got to pay more attention.
1: <laughs> I noticed that. Uh, I thought I saw it last t- uh, their last match, and then I noticed that this week, and I was like,
2: "Oh, what the hell." <laughs> That's hilarious. How much does AC Romero weigh these days?
1: One pound. A single pound Aroni.
2: 376? Okay.
1: Not bad. bad.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so then Sammy comes out. And remember, this is supposed to be a mystery partner. Trey Miguel's music come plays, but Trey doesn't come out. And Matt Stryker says Oh, yeah, because Trey had been previously announced for this match, they just preload the music. You don't tell right. the people, or they don't play the music unless it's been preloaded. Uh, to which I say, okay, well, then what was the point of it being a mystery partner if you're just gonna, if they, everybody knew it was Trey? What? Um, so then Triple XL both get in the ring and start moving closer to Sammy. And then all of a sudden, Trey Miguel's music hits again and Trey Miguel walks out and. Yep, okay.
2: Um, Have ourselves a tag team match, holla, holla, holla. Yeah,
1: Teddy Long is up somewhere doing some dances. <laughs> uh, he's not dead, he's just doing some dances. Doing some he, dances. He, he just he, he just follows wrestling and just looks, and just goes through the channels, and like, if there's a tag match, he just stands up and starts dancing. I believe he spends like four to six hours a day watching tag matches. Probably, it's four to six hours of that, and four to six match uh, uh, hours of Undertaker matches. The Undertaker <laughs> going one on one with the
2: Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um,
1: really. Uh, this this was a interesting match. I would say like it wasn't like a standout match, but there were some interesting moves that they did. Uh, like I said, I, I really think that Sammy and Trey could be a very um, interesting, like, odd couple tag team just because they, they know each other for so long. Like, it, this isn't like one of those thrown together just, hey, you don't like each other? You don't like each other? Put you together, we're going to make a tag team. Because right. Scott says so, or Mick Foley says so, or whoever says so. Uh, this is just Sammy is trying to recruit him. Trey doesn't want to, but they have common enemies um, and they know each other's style so well that they just complement each other very well. Um, one of the points I, I have here is uh, he had uh, Trey had um, Larry D in like a sleeper hold almost uh, and then Sammy comes in and just takes out uh, the knee and leg of Larry D. Uh, and it goes right into like a DDT, which I thought was a really cool spot. Um, right. There were a few other spots where like they were just both like they're trying not to work together, but by doing that, they're working together, um, and it worked really well. And then I really I've said it before, Trey Miguel's uh, like submission finisher. I don't know what it's called still, but it just looks really devastating. It looked like he was legitimately popping. Uh, Larry D's shoulder out of its socket. Um and yeah, they pick up the win and Sammy mm-hmm. goes to raise his hand and Trey gets very upset that Sammy touched him and gets out of the ring. Um so yeah, we're not as of right now, we're not getting uh like a match at uh hardcore justice between the two, which I thought we were gonna get. Um uh, it could be a
2: rebellion, I guess. There's yeah. To- um
1: which, I mean, that would make sense, too, because this does feel like a big-name match. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Um, after this, we get a Violent by Design promo where they're talking about how Cody Diener, or Diener failed yet again, even though he didn't have a match last week. Um, right. And talking about how Diener has to pay for his, his sins. Uh, he has to get... Uh, he has to earn forgiveness and he knows how to do that. And then we go to Swinger's Palace. And we've got Chris Harris making his debut in uh in Swingers Palace. We've got Alicia just chilling in the corner like she always does. Uh and Saban, who is not drunk because he's not allowed to drink before his match. Uh and James Storm. Uh and they're all playing blackjack. And apparently Johnny Bravo just keeps on getting blackjack because James Storm says how many blackjacks can you get in a row <laughs> <laughs> which
0: it's a very That's pretty. It's very
1: good it's a very good point something doesn't seem right in Swinger's Palace meanwhile Johnny right. Swinger is just sitting in the background laughing it up and f- like using he <laughs> he's literally using the wad of cash as like a, a dumbbell which I thought was brilliant yeah. <laughs> legit fled, like working out with a goddamn wad of cash. Um I hear. And so uh uh Saban tries to get a beer. Uh Storm says, Hey, not that right now. You gotta go to, out for your match. Uh and so they all get up to go and Storm gives uh tells Chris Harris to stay back, uh, and gives him his $37 and some odd change um, and win us some beer money. And Chris Harris says, whoa, I don't like that. And he says something that was like a catchphrase of America's most wanted, I guess, because then Chris Harris is like, that's that's better. Uh, and he goes and sits down and goes back to playing blackjack. Uh, and then we get Diener versus Chris Sabin. But there's like
2: $37.18. Yeah, you can
1: get so much beer with $37.18. Yeah. <laughs> why are you why are you why are you going to a rigged casino? <laughs> the only person yeah. that has one money in that casino other than Johnny Swinger is TJP and that is because apparently TJP in in Fabe can predict the future for some reason. Um Yeah. Uh, so Saban versus Diener. I thought this was a really good match up until the ending. Me too. Um, these guys have really good chemistry. Uh, and it just felt like in the middle of this, like they were just hitting their stride and then Diener goes for a pin and he gets a like two and a half and then he starts yelling at the ref and Chris Saban picks him up for his finisher. One, two, three, he gets the win. Um, And this is one of probably the four or five times throughout the night that Matt Stryker uh, would mention Kenny Omega's one-winged angel. And this is because at the beginning of the night, uh, during the women's match, um, uh, Mr. Matt Stryker said that ever since Kenny Omega has come into impact, all he whenever he is watching wrestling now and watching things, all he can think about is the one winged angel and the phoenix splash. Um which I think you need to get that checked out, striker buddy. If if that is literally... like anytime you see a wrestling move, you have to be like, is it the one winged angel? Is it the Phoenix Splash? Like not everything is that, buddy. No. no, they all look good. Yeah. Uh I mean this this move a little more than the other thing, uh, than, like, other moves that were mentioned tonight, because uh, Saban does put you up in, like, the uh, electric chair and puts, brings you down, but, like, not every move is the Phoenix Splash or the One Winged Angel.
2: Yeah, I feel like, and for commentary purposes, they should be told to stay away from, like, ke- like, comparing something to Kenny Omega's moves. Like, I feel like they gotta really, they should keep him on a separate pedestal. Yeah. So, but you know,
1: whatever. So Joey just sent a picture of John Moxley in our group chat.
0: Oh. Oh God.
1: dear lord. <laughs> he is so busted
2: open. Oh, I gotta watch that. This is Blood Sports 6. Yeah. And he's he got, got a big
1: boo He is gushing blood down his face and it looks like gushing blood
2: out of the back of his head. Yeah, from the way the picture looks, but that's, that's good. That's healthy. I'm sure uh, Tony Khan is really happy that he lets his wrestlers uh, uh, do their business elsewhere. Yeah. Um,
1: so. Also, uh, apparently DMX has passed away, uh, according to Twitter. Oh, wow. Um wow. That's a shame. Yeah. So, rest in peace, DMX. I don't know. There's been a lot of stuff. Like, apparently he died, like, days ago. And like he was out of a coma, then he wasn't, and then he was in a coma uh he got covid yeah. while in a coma, he didn't have COVID. I like covid so like it's a very weird situation um like some people are saying he died, some people are saying he didn't. It's a very odd thing, but it's one of the top trends on Twitter, so I feel like I would okay. say that it like there are some verified pages saying that
2: he died um but yeah I, I, I'm not seeing that, but it, either way, I mean, it wasn't looking great for him. If, if, he's, if th- those reports aren't true, I would obviously hope that, you know, he can recover still. I mean, I'm, thoughts and prayers to his family and people that were close to yeah. him. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, there's no major news sites posting about it, um, but, uh, yeah, there, it is a top trend on Twitter. Risk, or, uh, rip in peace. Uh, dmx um I don't know who saint is but he they are the one who's reporting it and like I said they are a uh verified thing and
2: Kanye
0: uh, i
1: hope not I, I would not trust Kanye West giving me goddamn yeah news. okay um anyway after this match uh we get eric young who for some reason is superimposed on to the screen like he's like Right up close and personal with the uh, camera, uh, and he says, "Oh, you brought you, you, did what he needed to do. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. We get re- we get retribution on you." Uh, and they zoom out, and oh no, Swinger's Palace has been upended. Uh, the the uh, fo- the painting of uh, of him has been thrown on the ground. The uh, black jack table's been overturned. The swingerellas are just crowding around each other, um, and Chris Harris is bleeding out of his mouth. Uh, and then Mr. Eric Young just starts screaming in his smoker's voice, "You did this! You did this!" Uh, and he tells Joe Doring to put him up on the table, uh, and then they cut out, uh, and. We get Rhino goring everybody and then Diener uh, and Rhino hold uh, Storm and uh, Sabin in place, making them watch uh, the screen. Uh, and then he goes to look like he's going to swing a chair at Chris Harris's head uh, and says, uh, you know what happens next. And the camera feed cuts out. Huh. Um.
2: Yeah, I hope this isn't the end of Swingers Palace. This is my first taste on yes. this. Um, He's got all that money. I mean, he can he can rebuild. I Yeah, I hope he can use all that money to help flip the folding table back up and put the uh, the green tarp back on the folding table. And get another painting of yourself on horses. Right. No, no, he protected uh, that. I, I hope so. He
1: better have. Yeah, I, I saw him walk oh, away okay. with that. I, I saw with it
2: on the ground originally,
1: back. so I'm glad he walked out with it.
2: Yeah, I think he, like, recovered it and stormed Good. out of there. So, yeah, got the goods. My other, t- more, I guess, more wrestling-related take is, I mean, it's great to see Chris Harris back in Impact. And I know he, like, came back at some points. Like, I think just really one point for a little bit after that WWE run. But he never came back in a full-time role ever with Impact after getting released from WWE. After even being in, you know, one of the top tag teams America's Most Wanted. Granted that you know at that time James Storm and Bobby Roode you know caught lightning in a bottle together, yeah. but it's interesting that like you know one of the main foundational pieces of early imp- TNA never really gained a full time role again there, and it wasn't like he was doing anything else. It just it, I guess he wasn't. I, I wonder if it was just he wasn't just interested in in wrestling anymore, or if he wasn't. I, we kind of went down this path, like checking how many matches he had. I guess he wasn't interested in like full time wrestling anymore. Yeah. TNA never thought there was a role for him because he was just such a big piece of the early TNA history.
1: Um, My guess, I don't know if this is the end of Chris Harris there or if he's just going to come back in random spots like like Rebellion, or not Rebellion, uh, Hardcore Justice maybe makes an appearance to make a save against Violent by Design because Violent by Design does have a match this weekend now, which we'll get to um maybe he shows up i don't think he's gonna wrestle because he doesn't look like he's in the best of shape uh he looked yeah he looks very old
2: hey shows his age
1: um but it's not like impact doesn't say hey man you look old we're gonna we're not gonna use you because ken shamrock looked old they still used him yeah that's fair um yeah yeah, uh, so after this, we get Ace, Austin, and Madman Fulton talking uh, about how Scott has made a triple threat for the X Division title. But they don't say when it happens. Um, they just say it is happening. Uh, and then Josh Alexander is just there, apparently watching them and laughing. Um, and Ace is like, what are you laughing about? And Josh is like, oh, me? Me and my smile? I just bring this out every so often when I, I get good news. And, you know, I beat you. And now now I get to get that exhibition title soon. And then TJP shows up and he's, oh, I've beaten you, I've beaten you, I've been you a few times too. Uh, and then they all get in their their faces. And then Tommy Dreamer comes in with a kendo stick for no apparent reason uh, and says, right. you know what, you don't like each other and you don't like each other and you definitely don't like either of these other's. Which I that's not English, but that's what he said. Uh and he's like, I think we're gonna have a tag team match, uh, triple threat tag team match at Hardcore Justice, and everybody gets a mystery partner. Uh and then Ace Austin walks away and he says, That's good news for me because that means I get a day off. What? You're you're in this match. That's <laughs> what yes! he said, really? And I originally <laughs> thought that, that that meant that Tommy Dreamer pointed to Fulton, and, like, it was Fulton gets a, a mystery partner, but then they showed the match no, graphic, no, and I... it's
2: Ace Austin gets a mystery partner. That makes no sense. I thought Streamer was like, well, I, that's easy enough for you. You already have your partner. Yeah,
1: I mean, maybe,
2: but like, on the match graphic, it's listed as mystery partner.
1: That's so, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's gonna be
2: Madman Fulton. <laughs> I would imagine so. I mean, might as well use yeah. the guy. Um... The other two though I really don't know what what uh path they can go with that
1: you know who that's gonna
2: just just bring out two suicides <laughs> if one of them is suicide, we're gonna have a problem Saturday <laughs> <laughs> I'm leave that. If TJB comes out with suicide I'm gonna probably push the tables. <laughs> I will not be a happy
0: camper. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>
2: please don't bring suicide if, if anyone's important and impact is listening please don't bring up suicide as a mystery partner in a pay-per-view yeah. um so after this we get um
1: eric young comes in we go to a commercial we come back and we get eric young walking into dreamers office um or actually should go back i believe i missed this before the uh, this segment uh, was Brian Myers walks into uh, Tommy dreamer uh, yeah. dreamer runt says that he has been named the executive in charge of wrestling uh, aka the ECW uh, <laughs> which I think is great <laughs> that's how you get around not being able to use EC dub um, right
2: great an acronym yeah. for- to
1: which Tommy dreamer just immediately starts chanting ec dub um, <laughs> Uh, and Brian Myers <laughs> is like, oh, I have a match now at Rebellion. So uh, I'm booked up for the next month. Uh, and Tommy Jones is like, no, no, no. We've got a show on Saturday, uh, Hardcore Justice. And uh, I got the perfect match for you. Uh, Jake something wants a match against you. And I'm going to give it to him. Uh, and you know what? Since I'm making the matches, uh, we're going to have a <laughs> – a blind night match to which uh, uh, Mr. Brian Myers says, what the hell is that? And he says, oh, it's a, it's a hardcore match. All weapons allowed, but you're both blindfolded.
2: Yeah, that's going to be. And a Brian
1: Myers walks off saying. Who the hell books this? This is so stupid. That's why nobody's ever done this before, Tommy. Uh, t- which Tommy then gets in the camera's face and says, In your house, blind night match.
2: <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Tommy's having a lot of yes. fun. So I- um, he's having fun. I'm absolutely fun.
1: Uh, speaking of Tommy Dreamer having fun. It looks like he's gonna have a lot of fun here because. Tommy Dreamer has meets with Eric Young and Eric uh, Dreamer says, what the hell are you doing, uh, Eric? You keep on beating people up. You're beating up my friends, my friends in this locker room. Uh, and you're hurting people for no reason like Chris Harris. Uh, and... Eric says, oh, there's a sickness, and Dreamer says, yeah, you've been talking about this sickness infecting everybody, and that you're the only cure to wash it all away, Uh, but I don't see it, and Eric says, that's because you're, you're the biggest sickness here, you've been infected more than anyone. Um, which I do have to say, oh. the fact that they're running an angle where apparently there's a, a goddamn pandemic in wrestling during a, an actual pandemic is weird. Like, I've just figured, I've just yeah. thought about this. Um, yeah, Oh, will allow it. Yeah. Um, so Dreamer or er, Eric Young says, Uh, oh, Dreamer, didn't you retire months ago when you, you lost? You couldn't get that title. Uh, and Dreamer says, I never said anything about retiring, but I did lose, just like you lost last week. Uh, so bring your boys to Hardcore Justice, and I'll bring a few of my boys. Uh, and they're just going to have a Hardcore match. So we did know that Eric Young said that he filmed three matches during this uh, these tapings. It was... The match last week against James Storm, a hardcore match uh, that's an eight-person match and a 20-minute match with uh, Eddie Edwards. So my assumption is that Eddie Edwards is in this match to lead to a singles match between the two of them. Um, So I don't know who else you get. I'd assume Storm and Saban.
2: Yeah, that would make sense.
1: Since they just got their boy taken out. Um, And... I was gonna say Jake something, but he's got a blindfold night match. Yeah, Uh, he's busy. Uh, Then we get a really good video package rundown of Jazz's career, starting with uh, how she started training in Louisiana with Junkyard Dog, uh, then how she got her start in ECW, um, and talking about how uh, she had to kind of reinvent herself really quickly in her her life uh, because she trained. To uh, she trained with men but she was a girl uh, and then to get her start in ECW she had to again wrestle the guys and be better than the guys uh, and then she got a call up to go to the federation um, and she had to change her style up again because now she wasn't wrestling guys she wasn't allowed to wrestle the guys uh, and she had to wrestle with the girls so she had to calm down her fighting style uh, but that she was the Last ever WWF women's champion and the first WWE women's champion. Uh, That's pretty. Yeah. Uh, And then talked about how uh, after that, she just kind of leaves off that she kind of just went from place to place, just trying to continue her career. uh, And she was ready to hang it up. But then Jordan called her, uh, said, let's go for the tag titles." So she did. Uh, They didn't get them but now she's got her eyes on a bigger prize, and it's a prize that she wants so badly that she's willing to put her career on the line for it. And I thought this was a really good video package. It gave more of a build to this match. And then Deanna Peraza's promo comes, and as you said after this, we both figured that Deanna was winning this, I, we both don't know anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, and and it, it really drilled in for me after the Deanna promos. So like, yeah, it was a great package for um, Jazz. Like, it just went through a career. I, I wasn't too familiar with her ECW Correct. stuff, Same. so it was great to see all of that and, you know, get an ex- explanation of why she wanted to come to Impact, why she's going for the title, why she's putting her career on the line. Didn't really change my opinion on the match necessarily mm-hmm. too much. Once Deanna made her promo, she's going out there on her own. Mm-hmm. So that, that really throws me off. Is is Impact ready to let Deanna win on her truly win a match on her own in this fashion? Like that we haven't seen that since Jordan Grace, Yeah, I was I gonna say,
1: yeah, she she beat Jordan by herself and she Right. I'm trying to remember I I think she beat Sue Young when she took the title off of Sue Young by herself. Kimber might have okay. been involved, but that was because it was a no DQ match, so yeah. that might have so, been. I mean, there's been, yeah, there's there's been involvement for a lot of her reign, yes.
2: And that's, that's totally fine with the yeah. heel, but is is Impact ready to elevate Diana? That this is going to be a huge yeah. rub if Deanna can beat you know the legend Jazz yeah. clean that's a huge rub, and I would understand if Impact wants to go in the direction of. Let's give Jazz the title. Like, I, I didn't see that last week, but I see that now after this promo. It's a possibility. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's it's possible where I didn't think it was at all possible before. Yeah, uh,
1: I thought this is the – I think this is one of Deanna's better promos. Uh, she runs down how she actually – like, she didn't seem in character for this. Like, this felt a lot more, like, at least the first half of this promo, like, just a genuine fan. And like a genuine wrestler, like talking about Jazz, where she says that she's looked up to Jazz for a while. Uh, she understands what Jazz did for the wrestling business, especially for women like her. Uh, she's twenty. She's only twenty six, but she's done so much already. Ready in wrestling, and getting a chance to go one on one with Jazz at a big pay per view like this uh, is a big moment for her in her young career. Uh, and she feels like the that to honor. Jazz. Uh she needs to give the respect to Jazz that she deserves, and that's why she's going to go out there one-on-one. No Susan, no Kimber, just her versus Jazz. Uh, and she wants to put without doubt that she can continue this run, continue to carry this company, uh, and continue uh to show why this is the age of the virtuosa uh and why she uh that she can hang with legends like jazz. Those really good promo. Um, I point out that I think that, that you can go two ways with this. You can go Deanna wins or you go Jazz wins. I don't think Deanna takes it off of Jazz. Uh, and I think you go you could go Jordan goes and kinda take kinda takes offense to not like offense. She could win the six woman match. Uh, at the beginning, because like, I'm assuming that's going to go on pretty early on the card. Um, she can win and be like, hey, I brought you back into this company. Um, I want my title back. Um, I've grown. You've taught me a lot. But like, it's time to give it back to the, next, the newer generation. Uh, and Jordan can t- kind of take on the legacy of Jazz. Because I feel like Jordan's a very similar wrestler to Jazz. Uh, where she can yeah. hang with the guys, she can hang with the girls, and she's very good in-ring. Um, so, yeah, I, I I think I'm not... Like, I wouldn't be opposed to Jazz beating George, uh, Deanna, but if Deanna beats Jazz, that's a huge-ass rub. Exactly. Um, it it really just depends on how long Jazz wants to stay, honestly.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that definitely makes sense. I mean... I would be, I think, excited either way, and like what you said about potentially Jazz versus Jordan Grace for the mm-hmm. title. That that could be very exciting yeah. down the road.
1: Um, yeah, it depends. Does Jazz want to like kind of hang it up on a Impact Plus show, or do you hang it up uh, or at a at Rebellion? <laughs> I mean, yeah, technically, yeah, she fair. doesn't have to
2: retire if she
1: loses to Jordan. If if that's the role they got, right? That's,
2: that's- that's the thing too. It's like, then she doesn't have to like necessarily say she's officially done. So we'll
1: see. Um, after this, we get a rundown of the card for hardcore justice, which we'll get to at the end of the show. Uh, but after this is our main event, it is Kenny Omega and the good brothers versus rich Swan, Eddie Edwards and Willie Mack.
2: Uh, so the only silly thing is which we both agree is like why are the Good Brothers and Kenny coming out to separate
1: entities? Yeah. So at least on AEW, whenever Kenny and the Good Brothers have a trios match, um, or six person match if you want to be specific. Okay. As Jim yeah. Ross would say. Um, we they have their own theme that they've come up with. And you can be like, Oh, but that's AEW. Kenny's coming out to his AEW theme. The Good Brothers come out to their Impact theme if they have a tag match on AEW. So they clearly have the rights to both music. Yeah, a relationship yeah. is there. Um, I Pat brought this up last night with me. Um, it is still very strange that AEW does zero promotion for Impact Wrestling on their show. Like There was zero mention that Kenny Omega was going to be on Impact tonight. Uh, on, on the That's
2: AW show, a uh, especially now that it, it was a Wednesday yes. show advertising for a Thursday, they could have advertised for a Thursday. <laughs> That's a great point. And if you notice, this was the first week of the deal,
1: no AW ad. That's true. Uh, so, interesting stuff. Uh, my guess is you, I'd say you don't have your card set up for next week, but God damn, did they show up a card for next week for AEW's first week on a pose? Um, they ran down. I think they've already announced like six or seven matches for next week. So they have a card. So it's not like Tony couldn't have recorded something. Um Right. Yeah. It's just weird to me that AEW is like, or impact is running ads and hate. Hey, yeah. Talking about AEW uh, throughout their shows. The only stuff that AEW talks about is Kenny Omega has a match at Rebellion against Rich Swan. They'll occasionally mention Don Callis is a piece of human garbage or human uh, uh, a walking porter potty, according to uh, them last night. And that the Good right. Boys uh, used to be Impact Tag Champions before they lost to a, a team better than them. That's literally the only stuff they mention on Impact they, about Impact on AEW. In, Impact talks about how Kenny Omega has like they'll run down what his last match was, what he how he did. Um, they talk about um, they uh, they talk about how the Good Brothers are on AEW. They'll talk about that you can watch AEW on every every Wednesday. You they mention how Don Callis has been helping Kenny well- out.
2: So this this comes down to, it, in this relationship, are AEW and Impact equals, or is AEW doing a favor to Impact?
1: I mean, I, it, I definitely say is AEW is doing a favor to Impact, but at the same time, I feel like
2: AEW is getting a lot more out of the relationship. It they are, but but if it's just doing a favor, I mean they're lend, they're lending talent. And like they did with Matt Hardy again, um, but Impact's
1: doing the they're, same
2: by giving the—they're the, easily the biggest draw in their
1: company in the Good Brothers. Yeah, so it's definitely weird.
2: I, yeah, it's weird. I, I mean, I Tony Khan's a smart businessman. He knows he's in a, like him. His wrestling company is in a position of yeah. power, and in, in all elite wrestling is the next best thing outside of WWE. So. Really, for impact, even like be associated in any way with impact is a plus for them, and AEW doesn't have to really do anything to, you know, ostracize their yeah. audience. So. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. We so like I, like we started off. Uh, they come out to three different themes. We have the Good Brothers theme. Then we've got Don Callis's individual theme. Don Callis gives a promo, just saying you're about to witness a wrestling god. And out comes Kenny Omega yeah, with Kenny Omega's theme. Better influence. than
2: gosh better than Hogan. Flair, uh, yeah, I love like... his rundown. Um
1: I also liked how they did I don't believe that the last time Callus came out that they zoomed in on his Titan Tron like they did this week. I do love how weird the like the puppet fingers that they have are, where it's just like little it, tiny ropes around them, <laughs> or string I should say. Um like it's not even like something that looks sturdy.
2: It's like the uh, it's the Godfather. Yes. picture. Uh,
1: sure. Yeah, it is. Um, and yeah, so they they all get in the ring and immediately start beating the crap out of each other. And this goes on for about 20 minutes of just nonstop. We are going to beat the crap out of each other. We're not going to yeah. try to do like holds. We are just going to try to go all out again against each other. Um, I believe there is one commercial break during this maybe two I think there is only one um, and commentary was absolutely great for this minus the fact that Matt Stryker uh, one called out every Kenny Omega fan because he claims that Kenny Omega isn't really that as good as everybody says uh, people are changing their twi- uh their Twitter profiles to have random Japanese letters to look cool just like Kenny Omega. <laughs> Well, we have our own Kenny Omega right here, and his name is Rich Sw- Richie Two Belts. Um, which no, if if you are going to call Rich Swan Richie Two Belts, no, he deserves to lose both his titles immediately. Don't call him Richie <laughs> Two Belts. Um, yeah, like, I, I, obviously, like the first person that went with like this whole like t- my first name Two Belts. That I can remember is Becky Lynch. And that made so- sense because it flows off the tongue well. Becky two belts sounds good. Then you had yeah. Bailey going with Bailey dose straps and Sasha being like she wants to be Sasha uh, two belts, which that didn't make sense. Um, or that didn't roll off the tongue. And now we're getting Richie two belts. Get the fuck out of here with that nonsense.
2: Yeah, that ain't that ain't,
1: that ain't sticking, that ain't sticking because he's losing the belts in a week or in two two and a half weeks.
2: Yeah, well, we'll see.
1: Um, uh, yeah. So I thought this is a really good match. Um, I think Willie Mack looked pretty, considering how Willie Mack has been felt like he's been treated the last few months. Um, he looked pretty well and good in this match, and he didn't take a pin. Yeah, that's a first for Uh, a while. Eddie Edwards looked fine in this match. Um, Biggest issue with this was... The only issue I had with uh, Eddie Edwards is that uh, Matt Stryker yelled out that uh, he went for blue impact and... Kenny dodged it, and Ke- Matt Stryker claimed that Kenny dodged it because he doesn't want to be hit with a name called that uh, has the word impact in it, which... No! Stop that! Get the <laughs> hell out of here, Matt! He's not dodging moves because I don't want to be hit by something called the imp- something impact he doesn't want to be associated with it. No, he's dodging the move because he doesn't <laughs> want to get hit by a move.
2: Yeah, come
1: on. Man. Um, and Rich Swan, I thought, looked really good in this match. Uh, Gallows, he existed in this match like he does every time he has a match. Um, Carl Anderson, I thought, looked really good. He was flying all over the place in this match. And Kenny Omega yeah. looked great.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's some of the top talent in professional wrestling today. Yeah. So.
1: Um, again, completely boggles the mind. How Rich Swann was never pushed very well in WWE. Uh, because he's absolutely brilliant. He is I understand that like WWE wanted to push him as a cruiserweight star because they wanted to build up this cruiserweight division and all that jazz. But like he can he is one of those people that like he can he punches above his weight class constantly. Um and he's just very good for a wrestler. Like he's not very good for his
2: size, he's very good for a wrestler absolutely like size indifferent yeah. um but
1: i do have to say that uh weird weird moments in here uh kenny goes for a one-winged angel and matt striker i i understand this is the first time somebody in impact got out of the one-winged angel i believe but Matt Stryker acting like Rich Swan is the first person to ever get out of the one-winged angel when basically any time that there's a big match Kenny Omega's in, somebody gets out of the one-winged angel. It was a little much. Right. Um, Kenny somehow not kicking out of a 450 splash. Weird. Um, The Don had to pull uh swan off and kenny sold it like death because he stayed down for a while
2: right that i thought that was interesting that's just too, a regular like, move
1: and it wasn't like
2: it was was that implying omega would have been yeah if not because it was like
1: two and a half reaction. when Don pulled him out and and like when yeah, they cut yeah. back
2: in kenny was still lying
1: flat like he, he didn't kick out um yeah uh yeah uh also, Rich Swan wins with uh, the Phoenix Splash, which that's a fine finishing move. Um, again, it, it's nitpicky, but like I, I really just find it weird when wrestlers use or like have a finishing move that is a regular move for a lot of other wrestlers. There's a lot of people that use the, like fe- the yeah. Track. There's a lot of people <laughs> that use the Phoenix Splash as a regular move. Uh, like Seth Rollins uses the Phoenix Splash. He, he, I don't think he has ever won a match with the Phoenix Splash that I can think of. Right. Um, Walter at, at takeover winning with a chop. I understand Walter's chops literally could stop your heart by how powerful and just disgustingly hard he chops. But everybody chops. Every, like. Right. <laughs> like P- penta Everybody. has some really hard chops uh the big show never won matches with chops unless it was against jobbers um uh pe- alexa bliss winning with the ddt when she's the shortest person on the roster so she's not really bringing people down with that much force force um People the, people winning with super kicks in 2021 when basically any independent wrestler uh, or anybody in NXT uses a super kick. Yeah, <laughs> like, true. I understand Shawn Michaels well, James, did it. James, James yeah, Storm. storm. <laughs> James Storm is still in yes. 2006. Like, I understand if it's somebody who's been doing it for a while. But like, if you are like a 20-something-year-old wrestler, bringing out a super kick is your new finishing move. No, oh, you gotta fall with yeah, the better. times, buddy. Um, it's, like, exactly. uh, it's like everybody who's whipping out like Petey Williams must be roll rolling around like anytime he sees people just hitting Canadian destroyers and not going for pins. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, that's a
0: move
2: that looks absolutely devastating. Oh, when he brought it into the business, it was like, oh my, that is quite a finisher. Now it's just a, a common yeah. move that you see like once every yeah. show.
1: And sometimes depending on who's on the show, you might see it a few times. Right, like, right. Uh, yeah.
2: Um
1: yeah, so anyway, uh this match ends 450 splash on Carl Anderson. And then Kenny Omega just stares down uh well he rolls out of the ring and just stares down Rich the entire time. Uh, and Matt Stryker ends the show by saying, is Kenny Omega scared or does he realize that K- uh, Rich Swann has a shit chance? Um, which I think they mean the same thing, basically. Um, I think as, I, I, again, Kenny really has not been like, Rich Swann can't hang with me. Like that's never been a thing in this feud. Like he did, like when he first got to Impact, he's like, oh, I'm just going to take this championship easy. But then once Hard to Kill came, and they had their match. Like, it's been very reciprocal that, like, Kenny respects Rich Swan And Don Callis has even said that multiple times.
2: Well, it's like Don Callis' wording is like, you're yeah, great. but you're not a god. Not,
0: yeah.
2: Right. It, yeah. Exactly. So, the, so there is that play where tonight Kenny Omega's, you know, watching from the outside and like, wow. Yeah. I, I gotta really worry yeah. about them. So there is some yeah. play still. Um, overall, I would give this a thumbs up. Yeah, I, I agree. This is a thumbs up for uh, me as well.
1: We, as we've said, this is the this was the go home show to uh, Hardcore Justice, and we are going to watch Hardcore Justice. I don't know. We're probably not going to do a run, uh, like a uh, review of it. We'll probably just talk about it next week. Um, yeah. But uh, mainly because we've got so many WWE WrestleMania shows this weekend. Um, And we've got our prediction show tomorrow, I believe. Me, Pat, Joey, and maybe somebody else if they want to hop on, we'll hop on. Uh, So our Hardcore Justice uh, show as of right now is as follows. We've got, in no particular order, Deanna Perazzo versus Jazz in a title versus career match. I'm assuming that that is the main event. Um, Yeah. We've got Alicia Edwards versus Havoc versus Jordan Grace versus Rosemary versus Susan versus Tennille Dashwood in a weapons scramble match to determine the number one contender for the Impact Knockouts Championship. That's amazing. We've got. (laughs) <laughs> Brian Myers versus Jake something in the blind games match. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Um, we've got Ace Austin and mystery partner versus TJP and mystery partner versus Josh Alexander and mystery partner in a triple threat match or a triple threat tag team match. I should say we have. Do you think Josh Alexander could have karate? Tennis? I don't think so fam. I do okay. not think that uh, Ethan Page is going anywhere close to an Impact Wrestling ring again.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, that AEW Impact relationship. Uh, I can do help not that. think so.
1: Okay. He, 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 he. It seems like Ethan Page has found a new tag team partner.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that is also true. But Karate Kid. Oh. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, we have Tommy Dreamer and his friends versus Violent by Design, and we have a match that we are not mentioning to hat because he will cream his pants it is yeah the king of the border toss hernandez versus <laughs> the king of the shira shuffle
2: mahabali shira yeah this is what we've been asking for for years i didn't even know who that man was until a few months ago but this is something i just the inside of me has yeah. wanted for did,
1: did you years. think it was going to be in a charlie legal match No,
2: I do have to say I really like the name of that match.
1: (laughs) It's so much better than just a simple chairs match. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Apparently legal.
2: Um,
1: so this will be Saturday, three p.m. on Impact Plus or Fight TV or Fight Network or whatever it is. I don't know. Fight the Fight app, F I T E. Um, and yeah, um, that is it for Impact this week. Yeah, uh, as I said, we've got Impact, or we've got WrestleMania prediction show tomorrow Um, we've got, we're predicting the two matches on SmackDown that should be on the WrestleMania card, uh, and then each night of WrestleMania Um, so the two matches are the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and the SmackDown tag titles, uh, Fatal 4-Way tag match Um, And then, yeah, the two nights of WrestleMania, Um, Pat is putting up the title. And yes, sir, Um, we will be back next week, Wednesday for well, we'll have a WrestleMania podcast recap probably on Monday night or Monday or Sunday night. I don't know, depending on how long these shows go. Uh, and then we've got Pat and Joey's Dynamic Dynamite review on Wednesday, and we'll be back with Impact unopposed on Thursday nights. Yes, sir. Uh, so with that, enjoy your night, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks Bye. for listening.